Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me again today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew, though we're over, I mean Matthew, <laughs> Mark, but we're in Matthew chapter 23 right now, uh, checking what Matthew had to say about a passage. And if you haven't listened to the previous two or three episodes, you probably need to do that because we're in the middle of Jesus declaring to the scribes and Pharisees, woe to you, woe to you. And he said several of these woes, and he was describing what they did. And the people are listening, the disciples are listening. He's speaking to the scribes, he's speaking to the Pharisees, he's calling them hypocrites to their face. So we pick it up in Matthew 23, verse 25, and it says this. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Remember, Jesus is speaking here. For you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish, so that the outside of it may become clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So what, what is Jesus saying to them? <laughs> what he's calling them. Uh, he's telling them, hey, you look great and wonderful outside. You clean up good. You look good. You come across wonderful. People think you're marvelous. But inside, you're full of robbery because you've been stealing from these folks. Everything's about you, self-indulgence. Boy, you'll see that today. <laughs> Let me tell you where you really hear that a lot. I mean, you really do. You hear it so much from the pulpit. You hear it so much from the pulpit. Uh, just pull up anything that you hear here and there, but particularly local pulpits, my goodness. And, and it's, it's sad because so often I don't think it's done with malicious intent. But everything is tied in and is about the speaker and about what, we're, what I want to be doing. We're doing this and doing that. I mean, just, just listen to it. Sometimes you go back and listen to the recordings. It's just, it's just dumbfounding how much of it is self-indulgence. And it's self-indulgence in the name of doing something good for God, in the name of, of leading the body and all this kind of stuff. But it's, it's what Jesus is describing here. It's hypocritical stuff. And he says, you know what, you, you do this thing and you're like whitewashed tombs. Well, that was just flat out insulting to them because, you know, tombs considered to be unclean, and the, the bones unclean and all this kind of thing. And he said, you look like whitewashed tombs. You're nice and pretty on the outside. You know, got that nice little mausoleum look, you know. And it looks beautiful, but on the inside you are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. This happens today with individuals, with persons. They look great on the outside. But on the inside, they're dead. It's done today in what we call churches, the buildings itself. They look great on the outside, don't they? You go in where the actual body life takes place, and it is dead men's bones. And it's full of uncleanness. And I could tell you about some uncleanness right now that you would not believe, though perhaps you would believe. Okay, this is ongoing right at this very moment. Within a situation that, boy, everybody thinks this is the latest happening, hip not hop now church, and it's just wonderful, and they're growing, and God must be pleased. The amount of uncleanness within that body, and not just in the current time, but in past times when it was actually growing. Let's go back 10, 15, 20 years ago, this kind of thing. 
some of it is, is uh, being revealed right now, and it's devastating. It's devastating, and, but it's nothing new. So Jesus says in verse 28, So you too outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we'd been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. And so you, Jesus is saying this, so you testify against yourself that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. And he says, fill up then the measure of the guilt of your fathers. So he's telling them, you know, here's what's going on. <coughs> you say that we would never have done what our fathers did. Our fathers partnered with people and they shed the blood. They killed the prophets, but we never would have done that because they build the tombs of the prophets and they adorn the monuments of the righteous, okay? Uh, uh, yeah, they were the ones that killed them, but they built them nice tombs afterwards. And he says, so you're testifying that you're literally sons of murderers, the ones who murdered the prophets. Then he calls them this in verse 30, 33, you serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? Therefore, so Jesus is reaching a point of conclusion right here. Therefore, behold, I'm sending you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogue and persecute from city to city, so that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. So Jesus is telling them that uh, the judgment's coming upon them, okay? Because they had done all this kind of stuff. Now, were there some of the scribes that repented? Absolutely. He says right here, they would persecute some of the scribes. Some of the scribes would become believers. Some of the uh, Pharisees and religious rulers would become believers. But he's letting them know that, you know, the ones that are coming, the prophets, the wise men, and the scribes, and these would be ones that would be true believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would be persecuted, that they would be scourged from the synagogues, persecuted from city to city. Remember what Saul did? And then Saul was struck down. He became Paul. That's what he was doing. And he's saying this, you know what? The guilt of all the righteous blood from righteous Abel from the very beginning to Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, okay? And he was murdered in the temple, between the temple and the altar. He says, all these things are going to come upon you because you're rejecting me. Now, the last three verses of Matthew 23 is uh, literally Jesus crying out and declaring to Jerusalem, 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 who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often... I wanted to gather your children together. <clears throat> the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. That's the biggie there. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate, for I say to you from now on, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And that's literally what happened. He's saying, you know what, now you were unwilling to receive who I am. I'm leaving your house desolate. And you're not going to see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Some of them would say that in the crowd. They would be the ones that would be declaring these kind of things, okay? But most of them will not say that until they are standing before him in judgment. Jesus warned them. He literally cried out to them. 
Now, we've seen from previous times in Matthew and stuff that it's from this moment right here when Jesus walks out of the temple that his disciples are trying to lighten the mood, I think. And one of them says, hey, Master, look, the building's come along pretty good now, right? They've been working on it decades. And uh, Jesus says, there's not going to be one stone left unturned right here. And then they ask him a question later on. They say, hey, when are these things going to occur? And what's going to be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? And Jesus answers those two questions. That's what Matthew 24 and 25 is. And Mark 13, Luke 21 is the answer to that question. Anyway, well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you for your time.